0: Daniel chapter 7, and uh, so I missed it. I was Elmer Fudd this morning, but at least now I know to come next week. <laughs> okay, Daniel chapter 7, let's, let's begin reading in... Um, In verse 15 and if we have to do a review of the first 14 verses we we will. Verse 15 As for me, Daniel, my spirit within me was anxious and the visions of my head alarmed me. I approached one of those who stood there and asked him the truth concerning all of this. So he told me and made known to me the interpretation of the things. These four great beasts are four kings who shall arise out of the earth. But the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, forever, and ever. Then I desired to know the truth about the fourth beast, which was different from all the rest, exceedingly terrifying with its teeth of iron, claws of bronze, and which devoured and broke in pieces and stamped what was left with its feet, and about the ten horns that were on its head, and the other horn that came up, and before which three of them fell, the horn that had eyes and a mouth that spoke great things and that seemed greater than its companions. As I looked, this horn made war with the saints and prevailed over them, until the ancient of days came and judgment was given for the saints of the Most High and the time came when the saints possessed the kingdom. Thus he said, As for the fourth beast, there shall be a fourth kingdom on earth, which shall be different from all the kingdoms and it shall devour the whole earth and trample it down and break it to pieces. As for the ten horns, out of this kingdom ten kings shall arise and another shall arise after them. He shall be different from the former ones and he shall put down three kings. He shall speak words against the most high and shall wear out the saints of the most high and shall think to change the times in the law and they shall be given into his hand for a time, times and half a time. But the court shall sit in judgment and his dominion shall be taken away to be consumed and destroyed to the end and the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High. His kingdom shall be an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey Him. There is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my thoughts greatly alarmed me, and my color changed, but I kept the matter in my heart. Verse 27 you're almost expecting, and that's it. And I fully understood it, and I felt a whole lot better. <laughs> so it's 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 kind of a a relief that Daniel was there, and he was still alarmed after he saw those things, which is is sometimes maybe how we are, if we're reading this and trying to figure it out. Certainly, if you're. Um, if you're leading a group that's studying Daniel chapter seven, you 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 may your color may change, you your thoughts may alarm you with what in the world did I get myself into? But I think we can get through it and that we can glean things that are applicable to, to our lives. We've divided this into two halves, the first half, We looked at last week. It 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 began in the first year of Belshazzar, the king of the last king co-regent with his father Nabonidus of the Babylonian Empire. That that Daniel had kind of gone back in time a little bit from after chapter six. That was the first day of the of the Medes and Persians ruling uh, over overthrowing Babylon, and now he's he's gone back in time. He's Sees this, this, this vision. He has this vision of these great beasts coming out of the sea that the, that the four winds of heaven are stirring up the great sea and, and these great beasts. Um, I think I went back later and, and circled the word great beasts. Not just your average beast, great beasts. And when we see what they are that 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 the angel tells them they're four kings, they're four kingdoms. These are are great by the world standard, by human eyes, empires or or kings. After after Daniel saw those beasts coming out, he said he saw the the the, the ancient of days come. The thrones come down. They were placed. The ancient of days came down. And he goes on and, and describes God. The ancient of days is, 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 is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the one true God. And it's, and it's really uh, maybe more description of, of God than, than we've had in, in the Bible to this point. What did Moses see? Moses just saw God's glory going when he when he when he hid in the rock and, and just saw God's glory. You know, Isaiah had had the vision, but it was it was mainly of 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 heaven of the, the seraphim and cherubim, you know, worshiping God. They were hiding their eyes. But now now Daniel says he sees the ancient of days take his place and his clothing is white as snow. His head is 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 white like pure wool. His throne is fiery flames and flame issues from his mouth that that. Uh, that aspect of of judgment after these these kingdoms, and then as as he continued to look, here comes one on the clouds like a son of man. It's 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 a description of the son of man, human. But coming on the clouds, a divine description. That it's that it and and on our side of the empty tomb, it can be no one other than God the Son, Jesus Christ, that he sees coming. It kind of is a is a is a summary of of the the the, the vision that Daniel had. As he saw that, then would we be any different had we had this dream? My spirit was anxious and the visions of my head alarmed me. That may be the understatement of the, you know, of, of, of that century, of, of, of the millennia of, of when, in which Daniel lived. So what did he do? He approached one of the ones who was there before the throne. Who were those that were before the throne? Angels attending to, to God. Back in, uh, in, in verse 10, he said that a thousand thousand served him, and 10,000 th- ten times 10,000 stood before him. That these innumerable number of, of angels, attendants, that, that stood before God and served him and worshiped him, Daniel goes to one. You know, how did he decide? you know, maybe the closest one that, that he sees, He's, he, he asks him, what does this mean? Remember Daniel, in the first five, first six chapters of, 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 of the book, we learned that he was gifted in dream interpretation and wisdom and, and knowledge, but he sees this, has this vision of these beasts coming up out of the sea. And he doesn't know what it means. And so he he asks one of the the, the angels, what what does this mean? Now look at the answer that he gets. These four beasts are four kings who shall arise out of the earth. But the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, forever and ever. One... is it two sentences? <clears throat> Maybe there's a semicolon in, comma in there. It's one sentence. What, what do you make of that? The angel's like, the four beasts are four kingdoms. Four kings that shall arise out of the earth. That he saw those four great beasts coming up out of the sea. They were stirred by the four winds of heaven. And he says, what, what is all of this? They said, oh, it's just four kings, four kingdoms that are coming. It's almost a, a, a nonchalant answer, isn't it? It's, just, it's four kingdoms. It's very parallel to what Nebuchadnezzar dreamed in, in chapter 2. Nebuchadnezzar dreamed of that great image, and it bothered him. And he called in the Chaldeans, and they couldn't answer. And finally, finally Daniel's brought in after Arioch had gone to his house to get him to, you know, put him in, in line for execution. And, and he said, you're the head, Nebuchadnezzar. It's very parallel, but it's different. Nebuchadnezzar saw from, from a human's perspective these, these great and powerful na- nations, kingdoms that would rise up. But here Daniel is getting it from God's perspective. They're great and terrible beasts. They're they're powerful. They're great kingdoms. But they're abominable. They're no good. They're they're evil, corrupt. They're terrifying. He says there are four beasts. There are four kingdoms coming up. And then... He 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 stops that answer, and and he says, "But it's another one of those you know good words to circle." But the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess it forever, forever and ever. It's like, don't worry about these four beasts, Daniel. They're, they're, they're kings that, that shall rise up. But God's people are going to inherit, they're going to receive the kingdom and possess it forever and ever. Have we been introduced to the saints of the Most High previously? I mean, he all of a sudden Daniel learns this, hears this, kind of, kind of out of the blue. Who are the saints? Are they the ones that when you drive in you know certain areas in downtown they have churches named after them you know saint andrew saint Mary, saint you know who say it again Believer. believers they're 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 follower, they're God's people those who 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 follow. The Almighty are the saints. You know, when Paul writes many of his letters, what, how does he address them to the saints in the church at such and such city? So, it, so it's, it's, it's believers that are the saints, and, and, and the angel is telling Daniel, there's no need to worry. that God's people, believers, are going to receive the kingdom and possess it forever and ever and ever. Now, should the chapter end right there? That's it. It's, 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 it's black and white. Don't worry about it, Daniel. No, Daniel is, is a, a, a man like we are, a, a person like we are in that it's like his mind is still rolling, you know, I mean, a million miles an hour. Verse 19, Then I desired to know the truth about the fourth beast, which was different from all the rest, exceedingly terrible, with teeth of iron, claws of bronze, and which devoured and broke in pieces, and about the ten horns, and the other horn that came up, the horn that had eyes. It's like, yeah, come on, angel you need to tell me more and it's like okay I, I get this and I remember Nebuchadnezzar's dream I, I get it but how about this fourth beast what was the difference in the fourth beast and the first three beasts okay there's multiple differences but which one am I thinking about that's the real question the first three beasts were described in what terms animals, they you know there was a a, a a lion, lions and tigers and bears lion, a bear and and a leopard. the fourth beast it was more terrifying than all of it's a monster it's it's like you know something that he there's not even an, a wild animal to describe it, and it's got these these claws of bronze and these teeth of iron, and it just devours and tromps everything and then it's got these horns and it's got this one horn that surplants three horns and and that little horn has a mouth on it that just won't quit he's arrogant and boastful and just going chattering on and on and on and 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 blaspheming the idea I think it's it's it, it's easy to see he's he's talking bad saying blasphemous things uh, uh, about the Lord. And so Daniel's like, okay, I get that. Those beasts are kingdoms, but I'm really want to know about this fourth beast. What about it? And then he adds something that we didn't get in the first description of the four beasts or the, um, of, of the little horn, there in, in verse 21, he says, As I looked, this horn made war with the saints and prevailed over them until the Ancient of Days came and judgment was for the saints was given and judgment was given for the saints of the Most High and the time came when the saints possessed the kingdom. That's Daniel recounting more of, of the vision that, correct me if I'm wrong, but he didn't talk about that in the first 14 verses, right? that he just talked about the, the little horns or planting the three horns, that, that the little horn was, was speaking great things, boastful things, arrogant things. But now he's saying that that little horn was fighting the saints of the Most High. Is that... It's an A or a B. Is that comforting or... Terrifying, discouraging, frightening. These four beasts are kingdoms. The fourth one is 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 more terrifying, worse than all of them. And this little horn, he's gonna be fighting, of making war with the saints. And it's not just fighting, it's not like this Mike Tyson and whoever he was fighting, these two you know, we can call them old men even though they're younger than everybody in here and they fight to a draw. It's like, okay, I don't do pay-for-view for for anything, but I'm certainly glad if that was pay-for-view that I didn't pay-for-view that I didn't do it. It, This is not a draw. This little horn is prevailing over the saints. It's like, rut-row. How is, how is this? How long is this going to last? It's temporary. <laughs> <laughs> is, there a, is there a line, though, when temporary seems permanent? <laughs> yeah. Is this only the second to the last day of November? I mean... This time last year, it was already December 30th. But it's temporary. But but he's does, does that explain how his thoughts alarmed him at the end? Why Daniel's thoughts alarmed him? That he sees this little horn making war with the saints of the Most High until... It's like, but... The ancient of days came, and judgment was given for the saints, and the saints possessed the kingdom. So that was Daniel saying, "Okay, tell me more about this. I want to know more." And verse in verse twenty-three, the angel replies, "Thus he said: As for the fourth beast, beast there shall be a fourth kingdom." which shall be different from the other kingdoms. It shall devour the whole earth, trample it down, break it into pieces. As for the ten horns, there's going to be ten kings shall arise, and another shall arise after them. He shall be different. He shall put down the kings. He shall speak words against the Most High. These are the three things that the, the little horn's going to do. He's going to speak words against the Most High. He's going to wear out the saints of the Most High. And He's going to think to think to change the times and the law and they shall be given into his hand but it's temporary for a time times and half a time but The court shall sit in judgment and His dominion shall be taken away to be consumed and destroyed to the end. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High and His kingdom shall be an everlasting kingdom and all dominions shall serve and obey Him. Put that together. I mean... How do you weave all of that together? Daniel has this vision. And when he asks one of those that that is serving and worshiping God to explain it to him, he says, it's going to be four kingdoms. It's going to be very much like Nebuchadnezzar's dream of the of the, the, the image the statue that he saw but this time it, it's God's perspective. Nebuchadnezzar saw those as as powerful kingdoms coming. What is God's perspective of those kingdoms? What does he give Daniel? They're they're terrifying. They're ruthless they're they're devouring they're they're evil they're corrupt. So how do we how do we take that? Every kingdom is opposed to God. Who is included? Is that is that a fair statement or an unfair statement? Or a true statement or an untrue statement? If every kingdom is opposed to God, does every include us, like our nation? Will we
1: be will, will we, as America,
0: be one of those four nations? Yeah. Or one of the ten. <laughs> Even ten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that if you if it's like, okay, let's put names to these. And I don't the angel doesn't tell him who these are. But it's very similar to, to the image. And in the image, Nebuchadnezzar was the, the head. And it's, and, it's, and it's very accepted to say, well, this, the four beasts, the first one was Babylon. The second one was more than likely the Medes and the Persians, not just one or the other. The third one, because of the, the description and looking back, it's, it's, it seems to be Greece, Alexander the Great. That he, that he he, had, went, he moved quickly in ten years conquered the whole world, even beyond what Babylon or the Medes and Persians had, and, and had four heads, which could be that he could see everywhere, or it might be those four generals that succeeded him. So, it's, and it's like, well, maybe if those three go in order and they fit so well, then does the fourth one then almost have to be Rome? more than likely, probably, but what about the ten horns? It's like he goes from, okay, these are defined to, all of this is in the future for Daniel. If you take those four kingdoms, they're in the past for us. I mean, even the oldest ones in here were, Rome was long gone even before somebody that turned 83 last week was born. That that, but it's like the ten horns, there's really nothing in Rome that fits that. Or the little horn, it's like, oh, he's talking about something in the future. That, that a, a, either a new Roman Empire, or maybe it's just a continuation of the beasts, of these kingdoms coming, raising up, and then being put down. And that as, as time goes, and, and the little horn the antichrist that opposed that what does he do he speaks words against the most high he wears out the saints what, that, what country defeated rome the roman empire they they fell within themselves right so nobody supplanted them you know and you could say well it's the first 10 emperors or first 10 caesars but it's it really gets confusing and it's like uh, I, I don't know it, I mean is it if you're trying to say it was the first ten empire and then it's this and it's like um, what's his name uh, Tiberius who comes and Titus and and destroys Jerusalem it's like okay it's too many possibilities but he's saying but this bothers daniel because he sees kingdom after kingdom you know and and should it bother us or should it not bother us if this is in could it be today could jesus return today absolutely so so this could happen at any time and it's like well are you ready? I, and, and that's a lot of the I think the the message the, of of any scripture. But yeah. are you are you ready? They saying that that this this antichrist, this little horn, is going to speak words against the Most High, wear out the saints, and think to change the times and the law. Oh my goodness. <laughs> You know, kind of scramble the words around, and has there ever been a time when the laws haven't been changed as much as today these these days are trying, and in a lot of cases, they have succeeded. It's like, okay, so this is worrisome until you get to verse twenty six but the court shall sit in judgment when when Christ returns and and God has the final judgment, the dominion of all of those is going to be taken away and who is it going to be given to? Well, the Son of Man certainly, but the saints will reign with Him and dominion given to them. Now, did the saints ever have dominion? Who is the first one in the bible to have dominion. Okay, I'll say 2. Adam and Eve. Okay, Adam and Eve. yes. God gave Adam and Eve dominion, but what happened? They, sin. they sinned. And it was and it was taken away. Jesus is the true Adam. The one who has dominion because he lived a sinless life. And so dominion is is restored, is given to him as the as the the second Adam, the true Adam, but also shared with all of the all of the saints. And it's going to be an everlasting kingdom. You know, Daniel's at this point, he's really only seen what? Jerusalem fall and and Poor old Nebuchadnezzar, he died. And then a couple of kings after him, some prematurely because their brother killed them, or their brother-in-law killed them. And now he's he probably knows who this Belshazzar is, this, you know, he this rich kid born with the silver spoon in his mouth, who we're in big trouble. Nabonidus has gone to Saudi Arabia to worship the moon god, and he's left us here with this kid. And things aren't going well, he's going to see the end of that kingdom and a beginning of the, the Medes and, and the Persians. But what is the difference in all those earthly kingdoms and the kingdom of the Most High? It's forever and ever and ever and an, an eternal kingdom. And all dominions shall serve him, meaning. the the Most High, meaning, meaning God. Daniel says, well, that's the end of the matter. My thoughts alarmed me, my color changed, but I kept the matter in my heart. Is our perspective different? Then Daniels, are we in a position where should this alarm us, or should it? What's the difference in alarm? What's the opposite of alarm? Should should it um, strengthen us? Should should it remove fear? How do you trust? Trust when you read chapter seven and see all these things, what do you think? I mean how does it is does it is it uplifting or is it still concerning? out on the other end. That it's that it's 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 once again it's it seems I'm uh, so repetitive but in Daniel who is in control? God is in control. I don't think it's,
2: it's maybe not as frightening to us as it was to Daniel because we're looking at it Backwards and not
0: forward, and we also have revelation to, as a perspective. So it's so it's not as alarming maybe to us because we know has the kingdom of heaven begun? I mean, John the Baptist came and said, "Repent, because the kingdom of heaven is is here." but it's total consummation has not happened it's still you know until until Christ comes again so it's so it's it's comforting to to know how do we I mean I think we've been spoiled as Americans and I do not mind being spoiled <laughs> compared to believers in other parts of, of the world. Daniel had experienced captivity, the wars, the, the killing, the mass murdering, if you
1: will. We in America really have. not We've been blessed immensely for you know, well over 200 years, especially since the famine. Uh, and
0: we've not experienced that. Individually, we've, we've gone through a lot of troubles and times and horrific things,
1: not being as a nation being taken into captivity. <clears throat> yeah. I think also it even boils down to us locally. We've not had the riots, we've not had things that's happened in other parts of our country that we've seen on the, on the news, but yet we've not experienced that yeah. I, I as, think as a 1st basis. I think our attitude is
2: this can't happen to us. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I think he's saying all kingdoms are corrupt, evil. And, and the potential is there. Daniel is, is, I think part of his worry and angst is, is that he's concerned with the saints that are going to go through all of this, that, that are going to be uh, worn out by this little horn. That he's, he's concerned with them.
1: Could it also be that He's interpreted dreams for other
0: people but he can't interpret it all. <laughs> is that part of what alarmed him?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Could be. I, I can do this, but this one is, yeah. you know, beyond me. But there was an angel there to, you know, to help him, you know, and he, he looked there. So um, do we sometimes... Underestimate the power of evil. Oh, yeah. a, as. I think we do because,
2: like, we have experienced it like a lot of people. Yeah.
0: But that it's a, a real battle, a, that it, you know, that our, what does Paul say in Ephesians? Our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against yeah, all of these evil forces. There's so
2: much hate in our nation. Well, it's not just our nation. I think it's worldwide is the hate. I don't
1: know. Everybody
2: hates everybody else. Seems
0: like it's showing up more now. What does Daniel see for the saints that are part of the kingdom of God does he see a yellow brick road like an easy time but he sees suffering and, it, and it's an aspect that, that as you know Americans we, we just don't get it of that the kingdom of God can be a kingdom of suffering and, and 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 many believers in in other parts of the world that's what it is for them and you know in North Korea in China in Sudan and it, and it has been through through the ages so how what gave Daniel the most um is it Solace, the, the most uh, hope. Where was Daniel's gaze when he, when he got that, that hope, that assurance? Okay, let me reverse the question. When Daniel looked at the throne of the Most High, and saw the son of man coming on the clouds what was his reaction okay i'm going to say that's when he got hope that's when he saw the 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 light that's when he when he had reassurance that god's kingdom is going to be forever and ever and ever and so that 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 it's, it's, it's one um, application or one admonition is that our eyes don't need to be on a government, a particular political party, but on God, on, on the, the throne of God. That that he is the only one who is going to bring about an end to all of these these beasts, great beasts that come out of the out of the cosmos, out of the the, the chaos of the of the sea. it's just like out of the world. That that the sea was just a, a a picture of the world. Out of the world comes these great beasts, these terrible, you know. And we've even had them, you know, today. Certainly in the twentieth century you think of the you know the evil empires, the 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 Soviet Union, China, Nazi Germany, and on and on, and that it's gonna continue until the Son of Man comes back. Hurry <laughs> up. Yeah. So How often is that part of my thinking, though, that my eyes are on heaven, or are my eyes on more like Nebuchadnezzar, thinking, "Okay, this is our nation is greater, or, or my plan is the best, or this person or that person"? Do we get swallowed up in in? thinking of something other than the kingdom of God being the one answer, the only answer. Okay, somebody give me, in a nutshell, what you think of chapter 7 chapter 7 of this of this vision that Daniel got how is it applicable to a believer in 2020 you know 2500 years after Daniel has this the message is the same that the kingdom of God is forever and ever and ever so
1: sleepy Joe straighten us up <laughs>
0: <laughs> is it just another beast coming up out of, out of the sea every every you know four years or eight years or
2: say during World War II or prior we place a lot of uh, hope and pride or whatever on our nation on the United States and, and now we expect it to be like it was you know and it's not like you say no nation is is godly <clears throat> That we can't depend on, on on the United States being our savior. That we've got to depend on God. And I think we we've, we've been uh, slack in uh, putting God forth, and, and we just you know we <coughs> patriotism and the flag and and all that's gonna be our salvation, and, and instead of letting the world know that we can't depend on that, that it's only God. How many times the nation of Israel was placed into captivity because that
1: question they, they kind of put believe in God and said, okay.
2: Here's what's going to happen. And God's blessed our nation oh, okay. because there were people that, that put him first and if we've slacked off on that well it's it's our fault because we haven't raised up generations that
0: After nine eleven, yeah. I mean, it happens that it, and it's pretty much a short-lived, a short-term revival that, that different events seem to have on us as a nation. The
1: church, for their own reasons, but, you know, then they gradually leave him. but why? And, as Daniel saying, oh, in a we've said i revived Things happen. Uh, we've let them take God out of our schools, out of our courts, trying to take it out of the pledge, trying to take God out of everything. You know, and we as a group of Christians or believers have actually not done anything to stop it or it not stood up and said, no, you can't do that.
2: I think words. That is, we've taken God out of the family. Yeah. The families haven't stayed strong. We we depend. We think our schools are going to give our children God, or our churches are going to give <laughs> children God, and it's it, it's the home and the parents.
0: Yeah, that's that's exactly right. I mean, we have taken family out of family, <laughs> uh, and and.
1: has been too busy. Well, that's their excuse.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, you know, families have always been busy because think what, when you lived on a farm and, and you had to raise your food that you depended on or you didn't eat, like you had to put it up for the winter or you, because you couldn't go to the store and just buy, you know, and they worked hard all from sunup to sundown. And we have it so much easier but we say we
0: don't have time, which is not true. Well, our excuse is we make time for the things we want. not right. Now. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for your, for all of that, that insight. Um, it's just our eyes need to be on the throne. and the And the answer is not, necessarily the answer is sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with with others so that it is a nation of believers okay that's not the only answer but okay let's pray and then we'll we'll go father we thank you for this passage God, and for the assurance that though evil will surround us, that it's only temporary, that ultimately your kingdom will be established and it will last forever and ever and ever, that Jesus Christ will will reign and that the saints will reign with Him. God, make us mindful of that as we go these days that, We would share that good news with those we we know and love, with those we meet. But that we would also keep our eyes toward heaven on you and, and your plan for all eternity. In Christ's name I pray. Amen.